0: Hello ladies and gentle boys. How are you doing? Oh my God, it feels so good to be back. First off, I just want to say I'm really, really, really sorry. Please forgive me. I know I didn't record a single episode last week. Bad Johnny, bad! But the truth is I've been so caught up with work, I needed a bit of a mental health break. My, my attitude stank. Genuinely, like gone off cabbage. And if any of you don't know what that smells like, lucky you. We have a rule in this house that we do not eat anything until it's on the verge of turning. It just gives it that extra oomph and it adds that bit of risk and excitement to it. But yes, we're back, baby. We're genuinely back. Come here, give Uncle Johnny a cuddle. I've missed you. So, there's gonna be a few changes up in here. Let me run you through them quickly. Done. In fact, when I say a few changes, I mean one just one change that isn't too hard for us to remember is it well actually <laughs> look, look who's talking but in the next couple of weeks i will be starting a new segment for the podcast called let's talk about and basically all i'm going to be doing is taking your guys recommendations about any topic anything at all even if i've got no experience with it i'll go and do the research and we'll have a nice fun, quick chat about it. That way I get to respond to your recommendations. Do not think I'm ignoring you. I do try and read every single one that gets sent to me. I will be honest, sometimes they slip the net, but most of the times I I see them. So I wanted to dedicate a little bit of a segment to that so that I could still have my storytime episodes and just leave them untouched. It will still be three episodes a week and I don't know, I'm gonna mix it and match it just to keep everybody on the toes. So it will still be Monday, Wednesday, Friday and one of them a week will be a Let's Talk About. And the reason I did that is because I did a Let's Talk About when I finished Horizon Rising Zero Dawn. Nobody had recommended it to me. I'd just finished it and I wanted to quickly talk about it and everybody said that it was, they enjoyed it. So naturally I was like, light bulb. And uh, yeah, so I came up with this Let's Talk About segment. So in the next couple of weeks, that'll be starting. Anyway, let's get on to it today's episode. <laughs> I'm excited. So for this Storytime episode, we're going to time travel all the way back to the golden years of the 2000s. And I'm talking the back ends of 2009. God, what good years they were. Just, I love you. And in 2009, I would have been 14. So I was slapped bang in the middle of puberty. We're talking voice changes, bum fluff growing on the face, hair in my ears, I didn't even know you could get hair in your ears at that point. And I don't mean in as in like inside the actual ear, I mean on the outside just poking its head out going, yoohoo to everybody. And the spots, oh god the spots. If you want to see the face of true terror, forget the exorcist face, and I will just show you a picture of my ugly mug back in 2009. Every time I walked in a classroom, someone would shout, get down, he's going to blow, no! So you can only imagine how much of a depressed teenager I was and that's when Bethesda Softworks decided to drop the best game in existence and I swear to God, when this game dropped, I swear it had been made just for me, at that very moment in my life that's exactly what I needed. Now this game did not escape my radar, in fact the very first day that it was announced I knew about the damn thing, and I should have been playing it, I was 14, it was R-rated, and guess what I did? I got one of my older cousins to go and get it for me, thank you very much Jamie. And you better believe that by the time I got this game home, I really did spend some quality time alone with this game before I'd even put it in the PlayStation. (laughs) And that game was called Wet. And apparently the game was called Wet because it was taken from the euphemism "wet work," which means to get your hands dirty with blood or to do a job that's messy. But you better believe that my pants were wet while I was playing this game. The cover art for this game alone had one of the sexiest women i would ever seen in my entire life on it. And in fact, even to this very day, if I see a picture or a drawing or anything of Ruby, my heart starts palpitating, like when you see your first love that you had years ago. I start sweating, I get jittery, I get nervous, I get embarrassed, I don't know. Just has this weird hold over me. But me and Ruby kicked some fine ass over the years, I can tell you that. So this game's gameplay was kind of basic, it was all stage based, to get through the level, and just basically kill as many people as possible in the dirtiest, muckiest way you can. You'd be running around with shotguns and pistols one second and then the next second slicing somebody open from top to bottom with a machete. And obviously it goes without saying that Ruby, who you play as, she's uh, she's very flexible. In fact, even though I was in love with this girl, I would have hated to have got into the bedroom with her because i think she would have hurt me but let me run you through the plot real real quick so ruby malone sexy sexy ruby malone she's a bounty hunter and in the beginning of the game she gets hired to go and steal back a briefcase that has been stolen by some wannabe gangbangers. So obviously you do so, you go out and get it, and you don't leave a single soul alive. She then delivers the case to the hospital, and it turns out to contain a human heart. Which, not being funny, Ruby, you are very good at your job, you do it how you see fit, but you've just slaughtered about 15 people before you even had to go and get this briefcase. Why not just rip one of their hearts straight out of their body? Just save yourself some time. Bounty Hunters eh? Dangerous but no life hacks, no innovation, no nothing at all. They just do the job they set out for. As long as the mission gets completed, that's all that matters apparently. So yeah, she slaughters a room full of people to go and steal a heart so she can save one person. And the person that needs this heart is a very powerful man named William Akers. So Ruby delivers the case to his son, collects a fee, and then just disappears into the darkness. So a year later, just after Ruby's kind of forgot what's gone off at this moment in time, Mr. Akers rocks up at her hideout in Texas and hires her to go to Hong Kong to bring back his son, who Mr. Akers says is falling in with a bad crowd and he's disappeared. So of course Ruby, the ever-loving, ever-helping person that she is, she's like, of course I will. So she jumps on a flight, goes to Hong Kong, and the rest of the game is you just trying to get to Mr. Aka's son. There's a couple of little plot twists, and I say plot twists in air quotes. You don't need to know them. It makes no difference to the game. They're not interesting, and it's just going to take up minutes. Now, this game played so... Oh my God, so orgasmic. If I'm going to be honest, I didn't really take much notice of the environment around me. The entire time I was playing the game, I was just staring at Ruby. Just Ruby. Oh. I'm well aware I'm probably coming off sounding like a thirsty creep or something. (laughs) But you got to bear in mind, I was 14. I was playing this game that I shouldn't have been playing. I was single as well. And this game was satisfying in many, many, many ways. But in all seriousness, the gameplay was really good. Kind of like a John Woo film or something like that. In fact, if anybody played the game Stranglehold... It was kind of similar to that, to be honest. And even though I look back now and think, yeah, it was kind of repetitive because you're literally just going through stages, just one end to the other, just killing as many people as possible. But that's what makes for a fun game. And I didn't mind doing it over and over and over again because all I could stare at was Ruby's arse. Now there were times when Ruby would get really angry because someone in the game has probably slapped her on the bum cheeks or something, and she would get fuming. And you'd always know because the screen would go black and white and it'd get covered in blood for some reason and then you were just free to rain terror down on all these people i also loved the fact that whenever you jumped or slid on the floor or like ran across a wall you could shoot your weapons but you'd enter into slow-mo as well so it'd just be mega cool now this won't slide in this generation of gamers i can tell you that but the reason this game was so replayable was because at the end of each stage you got assessed and scored on multiple different things, such as how fast you got through the stage, how cool and how wicked you were with all your acrobatics and all that throughout the stage, and then your average multiplier, so basically just how many people you killed in quick succession. And then based off of that score, you would be given something called style points, which obviously, the better score you got, the more style points you'd get. And with those style points, you could attribute them to loads of different upgrades including like health, additional health, or upgrading your weapons and that. So at the end of each stage you'd be like, damn, I did good in that one but I could have probably been just a little bit cooler. So you go back and replay it again. Not only that, but obviously playing through this game was just a pure joy anyway. Every time you play through a stage, like I said, you just lost focus. And I played this game for years absolute years until I upgraded to the Xbox one because I had it on the PlayStation 3 at first and then I got it on the Xbox 360 when I got a 360 cuz I loved it that much but whenever I talk to people roughly my age about gaming back then not a lot of people played this game for some reason but I think it's safe to say now that 12 years after the fact this game has become kind of a cult classic for everybody that played it and there was meant to be a second one dropping I remember reading about that When I left school, so like 2011 or something daft like that. And it just never happened. They didn't announce that it was going to get cancelled or anything like that. It just never seemed to come out. Now, Bethesda Softworks did actually say that they would not be releasing the sequel. But Bethesda Softworks were the publishers. So all they have to do is try and get another publisher on board. And then you've got the go-ahead. But why Bethesda Softworks said that they weren't going to release a sequel is... Beyond me, because I can tell you without a doubt that this game is better than some of the Bethesda games that are dropping, even to this very day. But yeah, there you go, that's my experience with the game wet, all wrapped up and done. Now the developer of this game, Artificial Mind and Movement, if you're listening to this, thank you. Genuinely thank you so much, you got me through the last half of puberty. If you knew about this game and you didn't play it and you still haven't played it, why not? Let me know. I need to know. I demand to know. If you played this game and you didn't like it, go away. Don't want to know about you. And if you played this game and loved it, much respect to you. But yeah, let me know what you think about the game wet by hitting me up on my Instagram at savage underscore official music. But other than that, I've been Johnny. You've been awesome. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Look after yourself. Love yourself and ta-ta. Oh yeah, before I forget, sorry, you guys are probably thinking what the hell was the introduction about? Well, let me tell you, I forgot to mention that I've had loads and loads of messages. Off of people saying can you talk about your experience with the gta series and don't worry that bad boy's coming but the truth is i've played every single goddamn game in the gta series even the spin-offs in fact i'm one of the very few people that still cry out loud at night for a reboot or a remake of the gta london spin-off but that's going to be a very long episode Uh, Well, I say long, it'll probably be like 20 to 25 minutes. And the truth is, I haven't got the time for that today. (laughs) My work schedule is far too busy today for me to sit down and record an episode like that and edit it. But that introduction was just to let you guys know that I have acknowledged that. And I do plan on talking about that at some point very soon. Just not like this week. It'll probably be next week when I can plan to record for so long. But yeah, other than that, like I said, love you, look after yourselves and ta-ta.